0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Along with bringing you updates and critical information happening all around the world, we're always fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks are practicing on the ground in jurisdictions all around the world, helping their clients move through difficult times. On the program, we span the globe and we receive updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region of the world. But today we're focusing on our member in California. Joining us today on the program is Michelle Freeman, an associate at Hirschfeld Kramer. Michelle is in her home office in San Francisco. And today Michelle is gonna share with us a brief update from California, particularly on the regulations recently implemented by Cal-OSHA and limiting the spread of COVID-19 in the workplace. Michelle, glad you could join us. Welcome to the program today.
1: Thank you, Peter. I am excited to be here.
0: So California, wow, struggling going through things like all around the world. But again, it sounds like California is going into a lockdown. Is that true?
1: It is true. The governor Newsom recently announced a new regional stay-at-home order that applies to different regions based on their ICU capacity. And, you know, local cities and counties have gotten ahead of even that state order and have initiated lockdowns now.
0: Let's talk about, in general terms, the health and safety orders, particularly as employers need to address those in California. What kind of health and safety orders should employers in California be aware of right now?
1: So employers should always be aware of whatever the stay-at-home order is in their local jurisdiction, and that can vary based on city, county, and statewide. Always making sure to follow the more restrictive regulations. But recently, Cal OSHA put out some COVID-19 emergency temporary standards that all employers throughout the state really need to review and be very knowledgeable about. These standards are specifically designed to limit the spread of COVID-19 in the workplace and to that end, identify a number of requirements that employers must meet while operating during the pandemic.
0: So Cal-OSHA is requiring employers now to create a COVID-19 prevention plan. Can you tell us a little bit more about that requirement?
1: Certainly. So the regulations are very detailed about what needs to be included within the plan. So again, I'm going to recommend that all employers go and look at these regulations very closely. But on a high level, a COVID-19 prevention plan should address general policies and procedures for responding to COVID-19 risks social distancing and face mask requirements, employee training, employee testing, and how to respond in the event of a COVID-19 case. Cal OSHA has actually put out a template COVID-19 prevention plan that is very well done, and it's a great starting place for employers, but the employers do need to customize it to fit their specific business.
0: So just so everyone that's listening is on the same page, when you refer to a COVID-19 case, what does that mean?
1: So under the regulations, a COVID-19 case is anybody who tested positive is subject to an order to isolate by a local or state health official or has died due to COVID-19.
0: So based on this COVID-19 prevention plan, what else do employers need to know about when creating one of these plans?
1: So there's a lot of important parts that go into the COVID-19 prevention plan. So take a look at the template that Cal OSHA has put out. But for me, I think communication is really key. The regulations require employers to provide specific COVID-19 information, such as what that employer's COVID-19 policies and procedures are, information about testing, the employer's policies and procedures for accommodating employees who have medical conditions that would place them at an increased risk for a severe COVID-19 case, and that employees can report COVID-19 symptoms without a fear of reprisal. There is a ton of information about COVID right now, but I think employers really need to keep open the line of communication between employees and tell them how they are trying to keep them safe. I think if employers continuously tell employees what they're doing, they're less likely to get a complaint from Cal OSHA.
0: So what kind of complaints have you seen employers receiving?
1: The majority of complaints that I've been dealing with are really related to an employer's lack of policies and procedures around how to address COVID-19 in the workplace. And that can be as simple as not having a hand-washing policy to extending to not providing personal protective equipment in the workplace to employees.
0: So do the regulations have any specific requirements regarding what they need to do if an employee tests positive for COVID?
1: Yes. There's a few steps employers must follow. First, if an employer knows that they have a positive COVID case in the workplace, that employee must be immediately removed from the workplace. The employer should then perform contact tracing to determine what other employees came into contact with the COVID 19 test. And they must inform those employees within 24 hours. And this requirement doesn't only apply to employees, I should add that it extends to any independent contractors or any other employers that were present in the workplace at the time that the COVID-19 case was there as well.
0: And is there any cost to the employees when they do that in terms of testing?
1: No, the employer should offer testing to the employees free of cost.
0: Okay, so how does an employer determine which employees may have been exposed to COVID through this situation?
1: So under the regulations, an employee is considered to be exposed if they were within six feet of a person with COVID-19 for a cumulative total of 15 minutes within a 24-hour period During that COVID-19 cases, what they call high-risk exposure period. That high-risk exposure period really depends on whether the person is symptomatic or not. So for symptomatic persons, the high-risk exposure period is from the two days before they develop symptoms until 10 days after the symptoms first appeared. That employee also can't have a fever within the last 24 hours, and their symptoms must be generally improving. For asymptomatic persons, the high-risk exposure period is from the two days before they test positive and until 10 days after that first positive test was collected.
0: So what should employers do with employees who have been exposed to COVID in the workplace?
1: So like employees that tested positive, employees who have been just exposed also need to be immediately removed from the workplace for a period of 14 days.
0: So they're going to quarantine for 14 days somewhere other than the workplace?
1: Correct, yes.
0: Well, what type of information do employers need to provide to employees who have been exposed?
1: It's really a simple notification that they've been exposed to COVID-19 in the workplace. What's important is that the employer does not identify who the COVID-19 case was or any other personal identifying information about that person.
0: And how long does an employer need to keep a COVID-19 case out of the workplace?
1: So there's a number of return to work criteria, which again, depend on whether an individual is symptomatic or not. So for symptomatic employees, they cannot return to work until they've gone at least 24 hours without a fever. Their COVID-19 symptoms are generally improving and it's been at least 10 days since their first COVID symptom appeared. For asymptomatic employees, they may not return to work until a minimum of 10 days since their first positive COVID-19 test. It's a little different for employees who are subject to an order to isolate or quarantine and that they cannot return to work until that order is lifted. But it's important to note for employers that they cannot require a negative COVID-19 test before returning an employee to work. Rather, they need to follow these return to work criteria as identified in the regulations.
0: Well, so let's talk about pay then and how that's impacted. Are employers required to pay employees that have been excluded from the workplace because of a positive test or as a result of being exposed?
1: Yes. Employees not permitted to come to work either because they themselves have COVID-19 or have been exposed in the workplace to someone with COVID-19 are entitled to their normal wages and benefits until they can return. If an employee has sick pay, an employer can use that until that's exhausted.
0: Are there any exemptions to that?
1: Yes, there are two exceptions. First, if an employee is too sick to work because of COVID-19, then an employer doesn't need to continue their pay. And I know that seems a little bit contradictory, but this is presumably because employees who are too sick to work as a result of COVID-19 have sick pay available to them under either the Federal Families First Coronavirus Response Act or California's COVID-19 Supplemental Paid Sick Leave Law. Additionally, if an employer can show that an individual's COVID-19 exposure was not work-related, then they would not be required to continue an employee's earnings.
0: So let's talk about testing. And again, there's lots of different things going on with testing. There's same-day testing. There's long-term testing. Some employers are doing that on site. Some people are doing it on their own, and they're getting reimbursed. So what kind of testing are employers required to provide in California.
1: So under Cal OSHA's regulations, the testing requirements depend on the number of COVID-19 cases that a employer is experiencing at that time. So there's potentially three different scenarios that could apply. First, if there's just one or two employees that have been exposed to a COVID-19 case, the employer must offer testing at no cost to the employee and provide the employee with information on the benefits that they're entitled to. If an employer is experiencing what the regulations refer to as as a COVID-19 outbreak, which essentially means three or more COVID-19 cases, or if a local health department has identified the location as a COVID-19 outbreak spot, then the employer must provide COVID-19 testing to all employees at the exposed workplace. The employees have to be tested immediately, And then again, one week later, following those first two tests, employers must continue to test employees every week until the employer has gone 14 days without a COVID-19 case. And finally, if an employer is experiencing what is called a major COVID-19 outbreak, which means 20 or more COVID-19 cases within a 30-day period, then the employer is required to provide testing twice a week to all employees for that relevant 30-day period.
0: So are there any reporting obligations for employers who experience a COVID-19 case? What are the absolute reporting obligations that they have?
1: Yes, definitely some reporting obligations for employers. And there's a few different relevant laws that come into play here. So as we discussed, you have to advise employees who have been exposed in the workplace within 24 hours. Under SB 1159, employers also have to report all COVID-19 cases to their workers' compensation administrator within three days. Cal-OSHA and OSHA require that any COVID-19-related serious illnesses or deaths be reported pursuant to OSHA regulations. And finally, the Cal-OSHA regulations, which we've been discussing here today, require the report to a local health department whenever required by law. And whenever required by law is a little vague, but we know that under both Cal OSHA's regulations and SB 1159, an employer who is experiencing a COVID-19 outbreak, so three or more COVID cases or major COVID-19 outbreak, would be required to report that outbreak to a local health department.
0: Well, sounds like a lot going on, but let's let's focus on record keeping. So are employers required to keep a record of all the COVID-19 cases?
1: Yes, they are. Basically just a list that identifies who in the workplace has experienced a COVID case. That information should be provided to employees if they request it, but all personal identifying information should be removed if that's the case.
0: Understood. Next step, of course, is training. And again, we've all learned a lot of lessons from washing your hands to you know wearing a mask and staying six feet apart. But training, especially at the employer level must be more detailed than that. Can you provide us some insight into what the specific training requirements are in California for COVID-19?
1: Absolutely. And Cal OSHA has put out some pretty extensive training requirements that have to be included within an employer's COVID-19 prevention plan. And again, if you go look at that template that Cal OSHA has put out, it really identifies all of these. But for the sake of discussion here, you know, employers have to provide training on their policies and procedures for handling COVID. They have to explain to employees about COVID-19 symptoms, provide transmission education, identify different ways to socially distance, practice safe hand hygiene, how important it is for face masks and how to properly wear face masks. The importance of not coming into work if an employee is experiencing symptoms and Also, really importantly, that employers must be open about the kind of COVID-19-related benefits that an employee could qualify for, such as under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, California's COVID-19 Supplemental Paid Sick Leave Law, and even workers' compensation.
0: You know, one of the topics you just discussed are these things about face covering. And I don't know about you, but I've got lots of different face coverings, from a turtleneck that I'll pull over my mouth when I forget my other face mask, to you know, those little blue paper things to maybe something a little more fashionable. But how does Cal OSHA describe direction with respect to not only face masks, but let's focus on social distancing as well? Can you share some thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. And and just as a note, face masks themselves, the cloth face masks that you and I see when we go to the grocery store, that's not PPE as defined by Cal OSHA, but it is certainly helpful in preventing the spread of coronavirus. So Cal OSHA has required that employers now must provide all employees with face coverings, and they have to ensure that those employees are wearing face coverings correctly at all times, meaning it's covering both a person's nose and mouth. Cal OSHA recognizes, however, that there are some times where an employee cannot wear a face covering due to a medical or mental health condition or some other type of disability. But in those situations, employees must still wear some type of alternative, such as a face shield with a drape on the bottom. And regarding social distancing, Cal OSHA is clear on what is required there. So all employees have to be six feet apart. If that's impossible, employees cannot work six feet apart, then employees must be as far apart as is feasible. At fixed workstations where social distancing isn't possible, then employers must install cleanable, solid partitions to try to limit the spread of COVID.
0: Well, Michelle, this has been very, very helpful. And for more information, go to the Cal OSHA site. I'm sure you can download and get access to a lot of that material. Of course, you can reach Michelle at Hirschfeld Kramer. Michelle, I hope you stay safe and well during this difficult time. And thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Peter. It's been great.
0: If you'd like to connect with Michelle Freeman or any of our lawyers from around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget at the center of the page. There you can click to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from our library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.